0: Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. The vein that God has called us to flow in, Are we supposed to make sure that everything we do is causing the kingdom expansion to take place? I'm asking for the kingdom to come according to God's will. So it is God's will that the kingdom would expand. Even our vision here, we change lives. This is the vision of truth revealed. Come on, Trim Nation. This is our vision that we change lives by reforming minds that we might transform our communities this is our vision here and to advance the kingdom of god so the will of god is for the kingdom of god to grow we need to pray this on a daily basis that the kingdom would come in all forms kingdom comes through people and that's why the relationship with people are always strained because the kingdom flow comes through relationships, not just with God, but how we relate to people. This is why racism and things like that has to be eradicated, especially in the church. It has to be. And one of the areas in which racism has always been able to thrive is in the church. So we need to make sure that we're dealing with this stuff. Racism, the church has been more segregated at 11 o'clock than any other institution in America for hundreds of years. So we need to make sure that the kingdom comes in the church on earth as it is in heaven. It's always been God's heart and God's mind that the kingdom would expand in the house of God. And so I want you to make sure that you're praying that and then be an agent for the expansion of the kingdom to take place in our world, starting in the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are three areas that racism will always thrive. Number one, it will thrive. It, you can't eradicate it from history. It's there. If you don't want to know it, then put your blind eye to it. But if you want to know history, do you read it, you'll see racism in history. It's, it's glaring at you like a big horn. Onk, onk, onk. We're right here. Onk, onk, onk. You you look at it for 400 years in America. It's right there. So why would people put a blind eye to it? Actually, in America, we don't even want to talk about these things in America. Yet the church will preach Jewish history, but fail to preach our history. There are people right now don't know anything about Benjamin Netanyahu or what he believes. But because he's Israeli, we have to stand up with him and give him the thumbs up. But I can't even talk about black history. And this is why we need as the church to start getting these blindfolders off and really looking at things the way we should look at it. I'm praying that God's kingdom come. What does it look like? What is God's way of doing it? It doesn't look like the way we're doing it. It will be totally diametrically different from the way we're doing it. So we need to make sure we're doing it God's way. You'll always see racism in history and you need to know it. Secondly, you'll see racism in in institutions. Like the penal system. It needs an institution to thrive in. The penal system. The way we deal with prisoners. The way we deal with education. The way we deal with education in America over the years. You'll see institutions flooded with racism. You got to watch it. Got to watch it in the schools. Got to watch it in the penal system. Got to watch it the way judges deal with things. Same crime, but I'm going to give you the maximum. And I'll just let you take a little pass. If you become a judge, it's not just about making sure that babies are taken care of. You need to execute judgment with wisdom. And you can't take a segment of the society and throw the book at them and let other people go free. Racism thrives in institutions and lastly, it thrives in the power structure. Who's running things? And so these people who are running things need to come. That's why I'm so excited to watch what's happening right now. People that are in the power structure are saying, you know what? We need change. And God is with his kingdom is coming. Now, if that draws you up, this is no play. I hear that some pastors are saying the church is not a place to talk about these things. Then where are we going to talk about it? Who's going to talk about it? It's not talked in the schools. So we have to talk about it from our platforms. And justice is written in the scriptures. If you read the scriptures, you see justice all over. What does it mean? It looks like equality. That's what justice is about. And so when we deal with the kingdom coming, you need to understand that if we're going to build anything, there are four or five areas that we need to examine. In the natural, if you build anything, you've got to look at structural. The structural. For a natural house, you're going to deal with organization floor plans foundation walls roof that's structural secondly you need electrical you need to empower that house it would be a dead house without electrical thirdly you need plumbing don't forget the plumbing you need a way of getting rid of the sewage You need a way of pumping in fresh water and getting rid of the the sewage that's there. Number four, you need mechanical. How do you run your dryers, your A.C. units? It'd be really rough in Florida if you don't have A.C. And I lived it. I know what I'm talking about. We used to be a time, I grew up in church. There was no A.C. in our church on a Sunday morning. Try to do that in the 21st century. Nobody will be coming to church. The old saints, (laughs) there was some hard... They were some hardcore saints. I mean, they serve God no matter what. Turn off the AC now. <laughs> and then we have what we call technology. I know that's not necessary. It's not necessary. But in modern homes today, technology is necessary. I want to just incorporate all of that in building the kingdom. We need structure in the kingdom. Write it down, we need organizational structure. There are people who are moving away from that, like the church age is over. No, 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 no. Even after this pandemic is over, the church is gonna rise again. Church has never lost its strength, even during pandemics in history. During world wars, it continued to grow. And because Jesus is in charge, you're gonna see the church grow. Organizational structure. The basics, including foundation and uh, walls and roofs. Watch the structure we need to put in. Now, if you're building your own house, are you going to put in the best material or inferior material? Well, if you're building my house, usually when people build somebody else's house that they have to live in, they try to cut corners so they can make more money. That's why we have to have engineers who come off and on every level of the building, they have to sign off on it because i can't trust you now to do the best that you need to do if no one is examining your work structural and when we build the kingdom we should have accountability who's laying the proper foundation honestly if we put less attention on the foundation we'll never have a high structure people are really thin Or really shallow as it relates to depth and density. But they want high buildings. High sky Sky Go to the mountain. Go to the the stars as it relates to what people see above ground. But if you want to go up, you need to make sure that you broaden yourself in the ground and make it thick. And so we want to make sure that the organization is right. The foundation is right. After you lay the foundation, nobody really looks at it. But it's necessary. Electrical, The empowerment. It represents in the kingdom the Holy Spirit and being energized by God through and by the Holy Spirit. You don't really see electrical. Actually to touch it without any safety gear would bring death to you. And so we need to understand that there's fire in the walls. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is at work in us when we can't see him. We need him. We need him wired up. We need to be wired up and plugged into the Holy Ghost. He's the one that makes sure we have lights. He's the one that makes sure we have access points. Glory to God! That can make sure that the, the mechanical things are working in the house of God. And we need Holy Ghost working in us. I need Him working in me. I'm preaching by the Holy Ghost. I speak by the Holy Ghost. I prophesy by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God! I love by the Holy Ghost. Then we need plumbing. This is like the blood in the body. Actually, it's amazing to me that the blood takes out impurities and it nourishes at the same time. This is in your natural body and we need the blood as the plumbing. It refreshes us, glory to God. We're washed by the word of God, hallelujah, and the blood cleanses us as it takes out the impurities. Yet, it's precious and it makes us as white as snow. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Mechanical. We need, mechan- this is the, uh, I would say, the things that you don't necessarily think about. In a house, you want your dryers and your washing machines and your A.C. units to work. And how we deal with people, the people that we may not be uh, friends with, or people that are different ethnicity than we are. How do we relate to these people? That they feel comfortable, that they feel comfortable when they come around us we need to think about those things and we need to think about technology the software the international arms of our church we need to think about are we reaching the people that god has assigned to us even now there are more people connected with this live stream than there are in the sanctuary and i appreciate that in a natural home it's entertainment need an entertainment center sound wi-fi We need it in the church, too. So when we're raising money to do things and expand like that, you have a group of people that are so religious, they'll say, well, we need to give to the poor. No, you need to make sure we have cameras, too. All that holy roly stuff. We wouldn't even be able to reach our city today if we didn't have technology. And so all of you all that are talking about giving to the poor, how many times do you do that? We do it all of the time and we do that on a regular basis, but we need to reach them as well. I need to pump the gospel to them through technology. And when building a house or church, when building our faith or even building confidence, building self-esteem, building business, building relationships with God and the kingdom of God, we must build by design. We must build by design. And I just hear it in my soul. Very simple message. Don't stop building. Say that with me. Don't stop building. It's not a time to coast and shift in the fifth gear. You need to be in the building process. Structural. Electrical. Get the Holy Spirit in there. Plumbing. Where's the blood? mechanical and even technology transferred into the spirit realm you need to keep building whether you're building a house or building the church don't stop building or if you're building your faith don't quit on building it faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god when is the last time you sat under the word of god Don't stop building your confidence, being confident of this very thing that he who begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Don't stop building your self-esteem when you've been marginalized. I mean, deep down marginalized. When you have been passed over, you've been on the job for years. Somebody else new comes on. They get promoted while you were there doing the work. And the new prior has to ask you how to do the job. You mean to tell me that won't affect your self-esteem? My wife uh, experienced a birthday uh, last week, and she was all excited. Went to the nail shop. They opened it up. She went to the nail shop. I don't know anything about that. I don't get my nails done. I just clip them and wash them and keep them clean. No dirt under them. I don't like that dirt up on the men's nails. <laughs> You're not a biker around me. Wash your hands, wash your hands, man. Come on, ladies don't want you touching them with dirt under your nails. Get your head together. Wash your feet, wash between your toes. Get yourself together. (laughs) My wife goes to the nail shop, lady preps her, sits her in there at eight o'clock, sits her in the chair. Another lady comes in, happens to be a white female, comes in. The nail tech looks at my wife and says, could you take a seat and let the lady sit in the chair? Wife said, well, I, had, I was scheduled to be here. I need you to get up and sit there. She's Korean. I need you to sit there. Wife said, this, wait, wait a minute. She said, well, my husband will finish you. I need to get this lady in the chair. Wife wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. I was here. I'm scheduled to be here. For those of y'all that act like ain't nothing going on in America. Since when? This is in Palm Bay. This is not in New York somewhere. This is not in California. This is right around the corner. We've been here 27 years. I'm used to it, though. Things like that happen. But anyway, the wife take an issue with it. So she gets up and she leaves. This is the problem here. The lady then gets in the chair. When I believe if we're going to change this stuff in America, she should have stood right there and said, don't have her to get out of the chair. You were here. You're on schedule. Even if y'all messed up the scheduling, I'm not going to have her to get up. When that kind of thing happens in America, we're moving in the right direction. Are you all listening to me? So we need to make sure if you ever, if anybody's showing you favoritism and there's a different race and you know, you know in your soul it's not right. You have to stand up and say, I'm not going to, even if it's a privilege for you. I can't tell you how many times I've stood in line and the person has jumped in front of me. I can't tell you how many times that has happened at Lowe's. You know what? I don't sit there and fight over those kinds of things. And if a person say to me, sir, you can come up. I say, no, he was here first. That's what I do. He was here first. He's an elderly man. Put him up there. That's how I move. That's why God is always with me. And every ethnic group needs to do that in America. You will wipe out racism when you start making sure people get their fair share. Thank you, Jesus. So when building a house, Keep on building when building the church, keep on building when building your faith because faith is just not word it's practice faith without works is dead faith. When building your confidence, keep on building when building your self-esteem because it can be broken down with stuff that happens, but you got to keep on building it and don't get bitter. When you get bitter, you stop growing build your business keep on building when you're building a relationship even in a marriage you got to keep building it you can't trust last year's relationship today you have to find measures and methods of building that relationship when you're building a relationship with God it requires prayer every day give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses well the more words you get in the more you repent of sins when you don't get word you'll be justified in the stuff you say and do. All right. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. There's a conjunction. There's connection with you getting daily bread and the, having the ability to forgive or ask for forgiveness. And when you're building the kingdom, build by design. I want to talk about the authority of consistency. Maxwell House created a coffee and they put out a slogan years ago called good, Come on, help me. Good to the last what? To the last drop. Say that with me. Good to the last drop. Are, are you good to the last drop? What we taste in the morning, do we get the same taste in the evening? Or are you deluded as you get tired? When you get frustrated, do you lose your potency? The older you get, you should be, this is how Jesus works with us. When Jesus comes to Cana, glory to God, and there he does his first miracle by turning water into wine. Those in charge of the wine says, usually people give you the strongest wine at the beginning of the night. But Jesus made sure that they had the potent wine in the evening time. That's why the wine, the wine distributor said this doesn't make sense because usually people, when they give you the strong wine at the top of the evening and then as you get more intoxicated, they start slowing it down. They don't have to give you as much. <laughs> but with Jesus, he said, listen, that's not how I work. When I give you something, I want it to be good. To the last drop. It really speaks to consistency. How you start, this is how you should finish. A lot of people start as a powerhouse. They start dating as a powerhouse. I'm calling you every day. I I'm just want to give you a friendly text. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you, right? But as things go on, they start diluting the situation. Three, four days, you don't hear from me. Then when you say, what's wrong with you? Give me my space. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> However you start should be how you're going to finish. The power, the authority behind consistency. Whatever you add in in the morning should be what we, c- we are able to extract in the evening. Glory to God. If I taste a piece of your pie, it should tell me how the rest of the pie tastes. I don't have to eat the whole pie to come to a conclusion. Just give me a spoonful. person that have to live with me for 24 years to find out what I'm, just walk with me for a day. Just sip on this for a day and let's see what's inside of it. When I start with God, hallelujah, Holy Ghost is with me. I shouldn't have less of the Holy Ghost in 20 years. I should be under more control of the Holy Spirit. Less flesh, less of me, and more of you. Develop a habit of consistency. Doing something, whatever that is, develop the habit of consistency. It doesn't matter what it is. Keep on building. It doesn't matter how small it is. Keep on building. Or how big it is. We're looking at the consistency. As believers, this is what we do. We have a lot of starters, but not a lot of finishers. Got a lot of people that are marching, but after a while, all of that is going to go down. What do we do after the momentum for that ends? Who's going to carry torches? That's why you won't always see me standing before cameras saying, Look, I'm the one that likes to bear the burden. This is my ministry. I bear the burden when everybody else is going home. The torchbearer, still standing on the corner three years later. That's right. Where is wisdom? Wisdom has already been in the street. Can't you hear her? Yeah. She's been crying. Solomon said, She's crying. How long? You simple ones, will you love simply? Where is she then? Well, she's in the stoplight. If you don't want to get a crash, you need to make sure you stop right here. When it's red, you don't walk through the light. You wait until it's green. She's crying. She says, you don't walk in the middle of the street, you stay on the sidewalk. If you stay on the sidewalk, some things won't get you. Glory to God. If you just abide by the law, if you just abide by the law, if they say stay home, then stay home. If they say, okay, it's time to go, then you go. Those that don't want to hear that usually step into problems. She's always crying, and I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. It can be as simple as going for a walk. Stay consistent. Praying for three minutes a day. Stay consistent. Keep on building. What about studying or meditating on the word before you go to sleep? Stay consistent. I go through the Bible uh, at least once a year. I'm on my second time around this year for some reason. I think the pandemic says I had to waste some time anyway. I thought I'd just waste time in the word. That's a coin. Waste time in the word. Waste time in the word. Since you're wasting time, spend time in the word. And uh, this time, the Holy Spirit led me, as he did in 1989, to read the Bible backwards. So I'm reading Revelations 21, then Revelations 20 revelations 19 revelations 18 it's just amazing to me the revelation that's coming to me especially as i step into the epistles and see the style of paul before he says i finished the good fight what does he say right before that well we know what he said right before that and then we go to it but reading it backwards it's just amazing to me how god is just sewing his word together through the man's writings. I'm reading also every month I read through the book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms. I'm only saying that not to, to gloat or not to pound my chest, but to inspire you that may be slack in reading the scriptures. This is why I can continue to talk. I know the hour is getting late, but I can talk for another hour and a half, two hours, nonstop, because I'm replete with it. And if you ever want to be able to share the word, you need to have something on the inside of you that's more than you. So I can build with consistency. That consistency brings me before great men. Not intellect, consistency. Chris Shelby, sitting right there, senior in high school, took the 119th song and quoted the whole thing 175 verses 175 verses I can't do it I've never heard a preacher do it all of my life never heard a bishop do it never seen anybody not in ministry do it and this young man applied himself to the word of God was consistent to memorize each verse and my prayer is is that as he grows as a man that word will never depart from his soul. If you hide it in your heart, when you go through your toughest time, it'll raise up in you. When rebellion tries to raise up in you, the word will rise up in you. When going astray tries to rise up in you, the word will cast it down. Keep building. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I stood at all. As he was quoting the scripture, he's got winded. Oh, the Lord is my life and my salvation. He was winded, but he kept going with it. Because when you get this in you, hallelujah, every time you put it out, you got to release your air to God. And he has to fill you up with air to release it. Keep on building, Chris. Good God from Zion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. To every young person, don't you stop building. To every man, I don't care. They may not recognize what you're doing. If you're taking care of kids, keep on building. Because it's going to outlive you. It'll outlast you. It'll show up in the next generation. Power of consistency is so profound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's profound and underestimated. It can help you to overcome the lack of natural talent. Consistency. Can help you to overcome a lack of natural talent. Let me say it again. It can help you to overcome. a lack of natural talent just by remaining consistent. So if you're not good at piano playing and you remain consistent in a year, you'll outgrow the person who thinks that they got it going on if you just continue to practice. It allows you to focus on the process instead of the prize. Because a lot of people, they see the prize and that's all they want. But it's consistency that helps you to focus on the process. That's really when you're growing, when you're looking at how you moved and maneuvered to develop yourself to get there. If all you got is that I want to graduate from college and you're not really paying attention to the courses you're taking. Or somebody else is doing your work. Okay, you got it. But when it's time to perform, we'll see just how deep you are. my assistant today is a bowler this is what i understand a good bowler but he would tell you to bowl close to 200 you can't play with it you have to be on the lanes consistently to get your craft down (laughs) i think the left leg has to be bent the right leg has to be like this And you're in that position when you send the ball down the lane. Well, can you do that? Well, if you practice, you'll be able to do it. So don't get mad with him when he gets the trophy. And then he's paying attention to the process. Someone had to instruct him and say, no, that's not it. He had to watch some videos and practice and somebody said, no, that's not it. And if he was ever in competition and won the first one, then maybe the person that he was going up against wasn't that good. If you're going to be the best, I like Ric Flair, you must be the best. Stay consistent. Once you're capable of changing your behavior, you'll be capable of making massive change in your society. Once you're capable of changing your own behavior, you will become, uh, you will be the person capable of changing or making massive change in your society. Because little things completed repeatedly leads us to big change. Everybody wants to change the society and just get there. I hear a lot of young people say, we're tired of waiting. How are you tired of waiting when you're 13? <laughs> Who told you that? People giving microphones to kids. Well, we're tired of waiting. Well, what do you mean? We're tired of waiting. We By any means necessary. What are you talking about? You forgot King? You forgot all of that? You're standing on the shoulders of great people who waited patiently for the Lord. And you can wait a few days by doing things consistently. This is not a microwave situation here in America. It's long term. And those who outlive their trials will see the benefit coming right around the corner, but you must wait on it. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Write it down. Inconsistency consumes your innovation. Inconsistency consumes innovative potential. I know that sounds deep, but listen to it. Inconsistency eats up your innovative potential. You want to be the best? Well, if you're inconsistent, it will consume your potential. No one will see it. It's almost impossible for people to take you seriously if you're inconsistent. They will not take you serious. If you're late all of the time, nobody's taking you serious. Nobody. I'm not. I'm not. I don't take anybody's late serious now if they're chronically late. And if you're chronically late, it's a problem. Now deal with it. You can change it, right? You can change it if you put certain things in, pl- in place. In other words, set your alarm. And when it rings, get up. I have an animal. I don't know why I did it, but I have an animal. I do know why I did it. I love animals, but I don't know why because it's difficult. And I keep putting myself in these vices. I have a Belgian Malinois, and she's... uh, the most intelligent animal that I've ever owned better than any fish, better than all of my dogs, better than all of the males I've ever had. She's loyal and she always watched me and get my approval before she moved and she's so, so smart. And when I feed her, she'll sit down and watch me before she eats. So when I feed her, I prepare a meal. I'll say sit. Actually, it's a uh, it's a German word. I'll say sit, and then I'll tell her, give her a German command, bliven. When I say it to her, she'll sit there and she looks straight at me, not at the food. Look at me. When I say good girl, then she eats. What what am I teaching her? I'm alpha. I'm alpha. We're not on the same plane. All of y'all, your dogs bark at everybody. And you think, oh man, that dog is off." That means the dog is alpha. Barking at all the kids, barking at the husband. Like you feel good because they're protecting you. That means the dog feel like they're protecting you because they're alpha. And you let that kind of stuff breed in your house. The dog, he gave us dominion over the animals. And I take dominion. If you don't know about these things, then let the dog go. But if you have an animal, you should be alpha. And all human beings, the dog should submit to unless they are enemies. Well, my dog understands that I'm alpha. And she touched my heart because I was feeding her this morning and I had to get up. I had to get up at 4.30 if I'm going to be here. I got to get up to make sure she's all right, make sure everything is in place before I leave the house so I can come here. Who wants to get up at 430 in the morning when you got in bed at 11? But because I have that task, I have to make sure I'm on point. And what do you have? What do you have in your life that gets you up in the morning to make you consistent? I stepped on her toe, and she yelped. Hey. I didn't sit there and press into it while she's yelping. Yeah, you can take it. That's just 20 seconds. What about nine minutes? Y'all sitting around, man. I wouldn't do that for my dog. Or any man's dog. Why are Christians sitting around calm, cool, and collective right before your eyes? You can see what's happening in our world. Is a man's life worth anything? Is a man's life, a woman's life, worth anything to you? Yes, I'm righteously indignant because a man's life is worth more than a frog or a hamster. And you'll throw me in jail if I did something to a dog. Ask Michael Vick. Yeah. Michael Vick went to prison because he's fighting dogs. You don't know history. You better know history and remain consistent in studying history. Lest it repeat itself on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I deal with police. All police aren't bad, but when I talk to them, I have to remind them of history. And it's your job not to allow past history to connect with present history, present moments. You must separate it. That's why you're in the position that you're in to separate these things. You're the good cop, so make sure you stand in a righteous place. Thank you, God. And this is why we need to work with our people and work with our communities. Because we're trying to bring change. Can somebody say "Man, I can't see my, myself doing my dog like that or anybody's dog. I just can't see it. That's a dog. It has no soul. What about a man? It's almost impossible for people to take you serious if you're not consistent. Write it down. The world doesn't need any more fire starters. We need keepers of the flame. We don't need anybody starting a new fire. Fire's already here, but when the flame is going out, who's going to keep it burning? It's consistency. It creates momentum. Keep building the consistency or through consistency. When you're consistent with anything, watch this, write it down. You stay in motion. I just want to employ that right now. you got to stay in motion. If you're driving a truck, it needs to be rolling if you're going to make money. (laughs) You can't have it parked all of the time. That thing needs to be in motion. In ministry, if you're going to build anything, stay in motion. If you're raising kids, stay in motion. If you're passing a church, stay in motion. If you're building a business, stay in motion. If you're going to school, stay in motion. If you're disciplining a kid, getting bad behavior out, spare the rod, stay in motion, spoil the child. Doesn't mean you have to beat them. It means you need discipline. The rod is this discipline. You need discipline. You have to have structure. Keep it there. Stay in motion. When you stay in motion, you gather momentum. No motion, there can be no momentum. It's the livelihood, the startup of your creative behavior. And so you need to make sure that you're doing that in God. God wants people moving. Even faith moves. Faith moves, spirit moves. Redeem the time, the scripture says. Stay in motion for the days are evil. Write it down. Consistency increases your drive and your resolve don't stop building it increases your drive and your resolve when I need to have drive and resolve it is my own consistency that creates it thank you God and there are times when I don't feel like getting up to do but I thank God that practice of getting up and then if I can get up to feed my dog why can't I get up to pray so I find myself Praying unto the Lord. I get up a little early to pray. Then I feed my dog. Consistency helps you to infuse good behavior, good habits into your life. It helps to make uh, the good behavior becomes distinctive and it attaches itself with your character. If you want good behaviors to attach itself to your character, you start with being consistent. I'm creating new habits and I want the distinction of that habit to be imprinted on my character. It is consistency that gives me a life print. Everybody's got a fingerprint but you need a life print. Consistency amplifies your life skills and gives you a life print. In my natural self, I had no real good natural talent. I had a a desire to play music and I started picking up a guitar and I was able to teach myself how to play. So I have a, a I believe if I uh, could have, I possibly could have been a great organist, but I went in another route because I love it. That's why even now I can feel the music. Let me say it again. I said, I can feel it. Almost went Michael Jackson on you. I got the feeling. I can feel it. But God wanted me to go in another route. And I found out that when I start practicing notes, I can make some melody. But we need a life print. If a person bumps up next to you, bumps into you, is there anything lingering on them that they receive from you? A distinct print. Your consistency will help amplify that. The result is a significant increase in your skill level. You want to take it to another level, do it. I just watched uh, the last dance, the last stand, last dance, I think, with uh, Michael Jordan. And one of the things you saw, this is what all of his competitor, competitors and teammates said, is he, his drive to win was greater than anything we've ever seen, his drive to win. So while everybody else is drinking and smoking, his first year in the NBA, he stayed away from that. Yeah, we're having a party, uh, Jordan. Uh, Y'all are? Okay, go ahead. He's going back to the room. Are we saying he was perfect? No. No, we're not saying he was... But as it relates to that, his eye was on something different. Man, I want a championship. I mean, that drive was so great with him that he even lost friends over it. You don't want to play right? Go to another team. Sometimes he had to carry the entire team. That drive was just off the charts. I learned something about consistency when I saw it. that there's things that I can add to my game. Keep on building, Clark. During tough times, keep building. While everybody else is coasting, what are you going to do? I'm going to keep the do- I need to remain consistent. And so do you. Remain consistent. You started well. Galatians 3. Foolish gal, what has hindered you? You started out in faith. Why are you trying to end up in works? Stay consistent. As I close, in consistency, we move from a place of conscious incompetence to unconscious competence. With consistency, we move from a place of conscious incompetence To unconscious competence. I don't have to think about it. I'm just revealing it. That I'm in the moment. We found out yesterday that the more consistent you are. Even during stress. Your stress level diminishes. Or your ability to function increases during high levels of stress. If you remain consistent. In other words, the wind is blowing all around you, but because you practice and because you stay consistent, even though there's a lot of confusion, you're able to focus in the mix of it. And still hit your target every single time. And that's how I want to be. And I believe this is where God wants us to be, to stay consistent, keep building. And as I close this, I just want to empower you to stay consistent and to keep building, whatever it is. Keep building. If it's a wall that you're building, Nehemiah had to build a wall. If it's a wall that you're building, stay consistent. Don't allow the distractions to get you off of building. Don't allow naysayers to stop you from building. Don't allow those that say, what are you trying to do with those burnt stones? Wow, a fox can knock that wall down. Don't let that bother you. You just keep building. Work and cry at the same time. Work and wail, well, but don't you come down off this wall. You continue to build a wall. That bear that's before you right now, that lion that's before you right now, is preparing you for your Goliath. If you're going to face Goliath in the future, you must have victory over your bear and over your lion. Glory to God. And your ability to take that sling and remain accurate, that ability to take that sling and remain accurate, that ability to take that sling and remain accurate is going to help you to be accurate when you deal with your biggest foe. Don't expect to deal with Goliath successfully and you weren't successful with your bear and lion. For those of you that want to worship all of the time, be like David. You need a a weapon and your worship. You need a sling and a harp. Bring both of them to the fight. As you're going to fight, you're singing praise unto the Lord. But it is your consistency that makes you accurate. Stop trying to get up and talk to people and you haven't studied. Remain consistent. Stop trying to do God's work and there's no prayer Reservoir. Remain consistent. Woe to the next generation if we haven't prayed for them. If they come up and there's a dry atmosphere for them. You and I need to make sure that the atmosphere remains. Glory to God. Moist. For those who are coming up. They don't know prayer. But we can actually put prayer in our harp and in our bowls and God can pour it out for them. I believe this is the word of the lord remain consistent keep on building we're about to open up the church i need you if you're teachers i need you to bring you you've been off for three months you haven't had to teach any kids don't tell me i'm tired i'm tired bishop listen to me i need you to come back on fire i need you to get in the classroom you got six lessons that you combine into one you're working with the kids with all kind of new toys and everything Keeping their attention. Glory to God. Our sound men have been with me every service. I'm so grateful. Those of you that haven't been here, when you come back on, relieve them. And you need to make sure you're doing it with the same level. Our praise team and musicians have been here. It's important for Judah to step up in the worship. Glory to God. And be at the edge of the battle area. The forward edge of the battle area when we fight. And I'm so grateful. For those that haven't been here in worship, when you come, come with re- renewed spirit. Because they've been on the lines a long time. There are certain ushers that've been here every service, twice a Sunday during the whole, pan- whole pandemic. And I'm so grateful. When the rest of you come back, I need you to have the saint. Don't, no, 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 don't give me one or two weeks and say, I'm out of here. I need you to be here every service ambassadors cannot do what they want to do but this is the things are opening up I need you to have a fire you need to be a keeper of the flame and share the gospel with this community to those that are on the detail to restore our service to restore our sanctuary when the people come in I need you sanitizing everything and I need you to do it with joy I don't have the luxury to take six months off but that's all right He prepared me for this. I need you to come back on fire. For those of you that are on the outskirts. Don't allow what's going on in the world. The Bible says the righteousness of the Pharisees. Should not excel or exceed the righteousness of God's people. How in the world are people going to march in the rain. But you can't come to the house of God. Think about where you are. Think about what you're saying. What you're doing. How are they going to be more fervor for change and you can't see it in the kingdom? Where are we at? God wants us in his house with fervor. Hopefully I am able to motivate you righteously. Let's do more for God. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word and I praise you for what you're doing in us and through, your, through us. Thank you for Pastor Dave and for him echoing and sharing with us a word from you, even as he ministers to young people today, let him be fire on fire and let him remain effective and efficient. And for those of us that are here, Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy. And I thank you for talking to us and sharing with us, even through this vessel, this vessel, through these lips of clay, Father, the very grafted, engrafted word of God. Let love continue. And Father, I give you praise for allowing this word of continuance and consistency to thrive in the hearts of your people. Keep building. And God, as we build, thank you for receiving all glory. Even when we build, if you don't put the glory on what we build, Father, it's in vain. Let the glory come to what we do for you. In Jesus' name, amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation 1. Thanks again for listening and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.